Warning, the content you are about to hear on this podcast contains some explicit language in the context of song lyrics. Discretion is advised. I think that I'm just a rock chick. I would describe my music and my sound as Avril The best damn thing. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast a facts and trivia-based podcast about Canadian pop singer Avril Lavigne. I'm your host, Andrea DeFrancesco. In this edition of the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast, we're going to discuss the re-release of Avril's debut album, Let Go, for its 20th anniversary. In the previous episode, I talked all about this iconic album and how it impacted the pop music scene, as well as the top 20 most memorable moments, performances, and interview quotes from that era. So be sure to take a listen if you missed it. I also realized after releasing that episode that I made a mistake when discussing the interview where Avril played hockey against a professional hockey player. I mistakenly thought the interview had taken place in Germany, but it was actually in Sweden, so apologies for that mistake. And now a couple of other things to address. At the time I recorded that episode, we didn't know when the Let Go re-release would happen, but of course it actually ended up getting a surprise release on the day that episode actually dropped. I also mentioned in that episode that Avril would receive her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on June 3rd, but this did not actually happen. Avril did confirm the date a couple of times during interviews, but perhaps a conflict occurred or she had incorrect information, which could explain why it didn't happen. According to the Twitter account, at WOF Stargirl, run by a woman named Anna Martinez, who is the Hollywood Walk of Fame producer and vice president of media relations in the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, there is no date set yet for Avril's ceremony. According to Martinez, the celebrity submits their preferred date and the Walk of Fame does their best to accommodate. It's possible Avril was confused and thought that if her team submitted the date of June 3rd that the ceremony would take place on that day, but perhaps there was a scheduling conflict with the Walk of Fame and they couldn't make it happen. According to Martinez, Avril has until 2024 to attend the ceremony or else they will have to do the approval process over again. So at the current time of this recording, we don't know yet still when Avril is going to receive her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, but hopefully it'll still be this year to coincide with the 20th anniversary of her debut album. So with that, let's talk all about the 20th anniversary edition of Let Go. Here's some quick facts all about its release. On May 26th, Walmart posted a listing for a pre-order for the Let Go 20th anniversary vinyl for a January 27th, 2023 release. A couple days later, the listing was taken down. The website Squatch in the Pit also posted a pre-order listing and revealed the tracklist. The tracklist includes all 13 songs from the original album, remixed and remastered by John Feldman, plus the inclusion of six bonus tracks. Why, Get Over It, Break Away, Falling Down, I Don't Give, and Makeup, which we'll get more into later. On June 2nd, fans began to notice the album appearing on streaming sites in New Zealand, making fans believe the album would be released at midnight in each time zone on June 3rd, 2022, just one day shy of the 20th anniversary since the album's original release date of June 4th, 2002. Avril officially announced the album on June 3rd, and it was released by Avril's original record label, Arista Records. On the same day as the album's release, it was revealed that there will be an exclusive Target edition of the vinyl with a red and black disc. There is currently no information about physical CDs, however. A new line of anniversary merch was also released on Avril's website, including t-shirts, a hoodie, baseball hat, a tie, and skate decks. On June 4th, 2022, a lyric video was uploaded of the re-recorded version of Breakaway. The album cover is the same as the original version, but with a red background. The total running time of the album is now 1 hour and 11 minutes. While Anything But Ordinary remains the longest track at 4 minutes and 12 seconds, Skater Boy is no longer the shortest song. The shortest song is now the B-side Makeup at 3 minutes and 15 seconds. The original album is listed under the pop genre on streaming sites, but the anniversary edition is under rock. 
and at the time of this recording is not yet known if the album charted on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. However, it did perform very well on iTunes in several countries. So now I'd like to discuss the changes that were made to the production because, like I said, all the original tracks were remastered and remixed by John Feldman. And there are some noticeable changes between the remastered edition and the original songs. So I thought I would kind of go through them and talk about the changes that I noticed and kind of just discuss my thoughts on them. So something that a lot of people noticed when they heard the remastered edition of the album is that it sounded like noticeably heavier, like the instrumentals were heavier and kind of more rock, less pop sounding. And a lot of people assumed that maybe that was just kind of like meant to be more like how Avril originally wanted the album to be because at the time that she was making that album she has talked a lot about how she had to really stress her ideas to producers about how she wanted the album to be more rock more guitars more drums that she wanted it to sound like a band and at the time the album was released she did say that she thought it was a little too pop a little too overproduced and so maybe when they went back to remaster the songs maybe she went to John Feldman and said like here's the changes I want to make I want the instrumentals to sound heavier And I want to add more guitars and heavier drums and stuff and kind of maybe it's sort of like a reimagining of how she initially envisioned the album to be. So that was like a very noticeable change right away that a lot of people noticed. So getting into like each track, like the changes that I noticed just from a couple of listens, like it's funny because I know this album like the back of my hand, like it is probably the first album I've ever listened to as a kid. And I used to listen to it pretty much on a daily basis when I was in elementary school. And so I really know this album very, very well, like especially when you're that young and it's an album that you listen to a lot, it kind of like note for note becomes ingrained in your brain so that you hear a new version of a song. And even though these are very slight changes that like most people probably wouldn't notice, these are the types of changes that you would notice if you are like me, where you've heard this album like a hundred times or hundreds of times. And like when it gets to like a certain part of the song, your brain automatically knows what sound should be there and you don't hear that or you hear something different and then you know like immediately this is this is different. This is what's different here. So basically what I did was I listened to the album all the way through the first day it was released and I was kind of picking up on some changes right away. And so I made little notes and then I went back and kind of compared to the original album like the places that I had made notes where I heard something different and kind of just went back and forth between the original song and then the remastered version to see like confirming the changes I was hearing and see if I could spot anything else. So these are the changes that I noticed from each track. You might hear something different. There might be a lot of other changes I didn't even pick up on, but these are just the ones that I heard after only a couple of listens. So starting with Losing Grip, the instrumental seems heavier and cleaner. And this is the case with most of the songs. Like most of the instrumentals seem like immediately there's an immediate difference when you listen from the original track to the new one. And I will say, I don't know if this was like really necessary to do because it's common to remaster albums that were released like many, many years ago, like when recording technology was not what it is now, like before computers were invented. It makes sense to remaster albums from like the 50s, 60s, 70s. An album in 2002, I don't know if it really needed to be remastered in this way, but I can see why they kind of wanted to clean up the sound and polish it up a little bit more and definitely making the instrumentals like heavier, more rock driven because that's kind of what Avril was going for originally. So I don't know if they really like needed to do this, but I can see why they did. So that is a very noticeable difference. Like when you go from the original album to this one, And that's something that I found was like present throughout every single track that the instrumentals seemed like they were cleaned up a little bit. 
I also noticed that the drums seem heavier and the vocals in the bridge seem more pronounced. Then with Complicated, there seemed to be quite a few changes that were made with Complicated. So again, the instrumental was more polished. They added more guitar riffs in the beginning. And they also added these wah-wah ad-libs in the beginning that weren't there before. It seems like there were more drums in the chorus. There was a guitar riff added to the chorus. And at 2 minutes and 30 seconds, the no-nos seem more pronounced. And at 3 minutes and 36 seconds, they removed this ad-lib where she's like, why'd you have to go make things so complicated? I hate it. There was like this ad-lib where she's like, I hate it. And they took it out, which I actually really don't like that they did that. I always, for some reason, really liked that little ad-lib. And it was very noticeable to me when I didn't hear it. And I'm not sure why they took it out. But to be honest, I'm like kind of disappointed that they did. I also thought that it seems more rock than pop and the no-nos at the end don't echo. Then with Skater Boy, the instrumental is definitely rockier. The drums seem heavier. It seems like they removed the background vocals from the chorus. In verse two, when she says feeding the baby, she's all alone. The word alone echoes more and the guitar riff in the outro is extended. Then with I'm With You, the instrumental again is cleaner sounding. In verse 1, when she says, but there's no sound, the word sound echoes, which it didn't before. At 2 minutes and 31 seconds, there's an extra background vocal going on. And the final chorus and the outro are just completely different sounding. Some of these changes, I think, like, I can do my best to explain them. But some of these changes, I think you'll just have to kind of go back and forth between the original version and the remastered version to kind of get an idea of what I'm talking about. Then in mobile, it seems like there were more guitars added to the intro. The chorus seems heavier. The drums might be heavier. The drums at the end of verse two are different. And at two minutes and eight seconds, when she says, I want to scream out loud, the words out loud echo, which they didn't before. On Unwanted, the instrumental is more polished and cleaner sounding like it is on a bunch of the other songs. At 56 seconds, the drums seem like more beefed up. At the end of the second chorus, when she says, make me go away, it echoes, which it didn't before. And to me, the vocals on the bridge seem more pronounced than before. In Tomorrow, the sound again is cleaner. Avril's vocals seem more pronounced. Like that was something that a lot of people I think noticed is that not only they cleaned up the instrumentals on a lot of these songs, but it seems like Avril's vocals were like brought more to the forefront of the tracks. At two minutes and 32 seconds, there's an extra yeah in the background vocals that wasn't there before. And at two minutes and 48 seconds, the word tomorrow echoes in the bridge, which it didn't before. Anything but ordinary, the instrumental sound is cleaner. There were extra guitars added to the intro. In verse one, the bass beat seems like bigger to me. It seems like bassier. And the chorus vocals seem louder. And it almost seems like, to me, like, I don't know what the technical term for this is, but it seems like on a lot of these songs, what they did with Avril's voice, instead of having like background vocals, it's almost like they doubled her voice, like layered her voice on top of itself to kind of make it sound bigger. And so to me, it seems like on the chorus of this song, they might have removed that like doubling effect. On Things I'll Never Say, there were extra instrumental bits added to the intro that kind of almost sound like a flute. It's not a flute, but that's what it sounded like to me. It's like these little extra instrumental things that we weren't hearing before that were added to the intro. In the bridge, the echoing vocals are removed from the background. And at two minutes and 50 seconds, the yeah seems quieter. On My World, once again, the instrumental is crisper, Avril's vocals are brought more to the forefront, and at 27 seconds, the drums are bigger, and it seems like there's less reverb on the closing line when she says, In My World. On Nobody's Fool, the instrumental is also crisper and more polished, the drums are different, especially before the first chorus, there is no harmonies in the chorus, 
There's less background vocals on the bridge. The background vocals on the last chorus are different, and the outro is completely different. The last yeah at 3 minutes and 49 seconds is different, and go ahead and try at the end is more pronounced, as well as the ending guitar riff. And I thought I'd also throw in a bonus fact about this song. Somebody shared a tweet from Peter Zizzo, who is the co-writer and producer on the original track. Someone on Band-Aids shared a tweet from him that was tweeted on February 11th, 2019, that I wanted to share about how they wrote the song that I thought was really interesting. I've never seen this before. So on February 11th, 2019, Peter Zizzo tweeted about writing the song with Avril. He said, we had so much fun writing the rap verses. We originally had a melody there and she started playing around with the whole step up thing. I was like, that's it. We're writing rap verses. So I thought that was a really interesting fact to share. Too much to ask. Seems like they removed the double vocal effect in the chorus. Otherwise, I didn't really notice any real changes. And same thing with Naked. I didn't really notice any changes. So then that brings us to the bonus tracks. I'll give my thoughts a little later about why I thought these ones in particular were chosen, but for now, just to go through the production changes that I noticed. So with Why, this is a completely different version of the song from the original like acoustic demo. So this song is not completely unheard. They did release a version of it that was like a B-side on a complicated single. It was a bonus track on like special editions of the original album. It was released on the My World live EP. So this is not an unheard song. But the version that was released on the 20th anniversary edition is a completely different version than the version that was released previously, which I was not expecting at all. So it appears that the version that we know from before was probably just an acoustic demo. I always thought that was like the finished final version of the song. But apparently for some reason there was this full band version that existed that for some reason had never been released until now. So this version of Why has a full band production versus the just acoustic guitar accompaniment from the demo. The vocal takes, you can tell, are completely different vocal takes. Like, they didn't lift any of those vocal takes from the acoustic demo. It's a completely different vocal recording. The intro has echoes of Tell Me and AdLibs before verse 2. And from 3 minutes and 10 seconds to 3 minutes and 14 seconds, the word why is much more drawn out than in the acoustic demo. Then there's Get Over It, and this is a song that has also been released previously, though not on streaming. It was released as a B-side on the Skater Boy single. So there's actually two different versions of this song. There's a demo version that has the lyric, don't turn around or you will get punched in the face. And in this version, I guess like the official version, the lyric is, I'm sick and I'm tired of your face. So that's the version that was released here. And then she also says, get over it again at the end of the song, which wasn't featured in the original version. But other than that, I don't think there's any real changes. Like as far as the production goes, I think it was just cleaned up and like polished up a little bit more. Then the next track is Break Away, and as we know, this was a song that Avril gave to Kelly Clarkson in 2004, which Kelly recorded for her album, and then in 2014, Avril's acoustic demo was leaked, but this is a completely re-recorded version that Avril recorded, you know, sometime this year or last year, and so obviously her voice is completely different. So there are some differences between this version and the Kelly Clarkson version. So there is a lyric change of when the rain would fall down to when the snow would fall down. And Avril's version seems to have like a slightly faster tempo and a rockier production because again, it was produced by John Feldman. So it's kind of reflecting her current musical style, like how she is getting more into like the pop punk thing again. And John Feldman is very into like fast, kind of like rocky stuff and so that I think is just kind of a reflection of where she's at musically right now and Avril also does some different like slightly different phrasing and vocal inflections than Kelly's version as well. Then that brings us to Falling Down which is actually noted on the track list as being from the Sweet Home Alabama soundtrack and that's where we originally heard it from. 
I don't hear any changes. So I think they probably just lifted it directly from the soundtrack. And that's why there's no changes to it. And the same thing with I Don't Give, it's noted as being from the American Wedding soundtrack, which is where we heard it initially. It was also released in a few other formats as well. Like it was a bonus track on the original album. It was a B-side on the complicated single. So there's actually two different versions of it. There's an explicit version with the lyric, I don't give a damn, I don't give a shit. And then there's the clean version, which is the version that was released on the soundtrack as well as here, I don't give it up, I don't give a damn. Other than that, I don't notice any changes. Then the last B-side is Makeup, and this is the only track that was included in the bonus tracks that was never officially released. It's not unheard, but it was never officially released, if that makes sense. So it was leaked quite a few years ago, along with a bunch of other B-sides from the album that were not included in this re-release edition. But Makeup never was released in any kind of format, whether it was on a soundtrack or a B-side on another single or a bonus track on the original album. This is the only one that was never actually officially released before. So there's no changes that I notice except the drum beat at 2 minutes and 21 seconds before the final chorus is different than the leaked version. So those are basically all of the production changes that I've noticed. I'm sure that there's a bunch of other ones that I didn't pick up on. But like I said, I think that even though the changes might be noticeable to those of us who have heard this album like hundreds of times, I think the changes are so minor, so minuscule that you probably either wouldn't really pick up on them or they kind of don't make that much of a difference to the overall quality of the song. But now I'd like to talk about those B-sides and bonus tracks that were included. Like I said, we've already heard most of them before. So I think some fans were a little disappointed when we saw the track list and we were hoping to have a lot more B-sides, either like the ones that have leaked years ago to have them in higher quality or just to have a lot more of them and even to have ones that we haven't necessarily heard like at all before. So I kind of understand that, but I also think that there was probably restrictions with what they could release, like what they can legally put out, because these are really old songs and it was released by Arista Records, not Avril's current label. So it's probably a matter of ownership and getting permission from the original writers. And there's probably all kinds of behind the scenes stuff that goes into what, you know, when reissues of albums happen, there's probably a lot of legal stuff behind the scenes about, you know what can be released, what is feasible for them to release, and digging up all these old recordings. And like they probably have like an archive or something that they have to dig out of and who knows. So honestly, it was kind of more than I was expecting. Like, I am not surprised that we got like, I don't give why get over it falling down because those are all besides that were originally released. I am surprised that they released a completely different version of why because like I said, the original version that we got was like an acoustic demo I guess and that's the version I was expecting to hear and so I was really surprised that it was like a completely like full band recording and it's really weird to me that it has never been released until now for some reason like why the acoustic version was released originally and we didn't get this like full band version until now it's very weird but I was really intrigued to see that they included that one and the inclusion of Breakaway I don't think is surprising either because it's like her most known B-side. It's like very well known that she gave it away to Kelly Clarkson and obviously it was a huge hit for Kelly. And Avril has talked about it many times about how she wrote it and gave it away. And she even like sang a little bit of it on the Head Above Water tour. So I don't think it's surprising that it was included here. And I think the reason why it was re-recorded with like her new vocals and I think the reason why they didn't just release Avril's original demo is because the song was technically sold to Kelly Clarkson. And I'm not sure how, like, I don't know too much about the legal side of the music business. I don't know, like, what the rules are with this kind of thing. But maybe because the song is technically sold to another artist, if they tried to release Avril's original demo, that 
might like violate something to do with like who owns the song now and stuff like that. So I think that the reason why Avril had to re-record it is because then it would technically count as a cover. And I do think it's kind of interesting, like it kind of brings it full circle, like this song that she wrote all those years ago that she ended up not really wanting. And then to see it become like a hit for another artist to show that she not only can like write hits for herself, but that she can also write hits for other artists too. And like her legacy kind of extends beyond just herself. And it kind of just like is a full circle moment, like with what the song talks about, where it's like breaking away from a small town to like go pursue a big dream kind of thing completely fits with what Avril was doing at the time that she made Let Go. So I think it was just kind of a cool full circle thing. And then, like I said, we have her re-recorded vocals. The only thing I would have done differently is I think I would have stuck that track on at the end because I think that would have made a better closing track on the album. And especially because it is a little weird to hear her vocals, like her new vocals in between her clearly like much younger vocals is a little bit jarring. And I think that it would have just been like a better track to close the album with. But otherwise, I think it is kind of cool that they included it. And at first, I wasn't like a big fan of the faster, like rockier production. But then after a few listens, I got more used to it. And I actually really like the re-recording now. And I also think they did an incredible job with the lyric video as well. So I think the reason why it was included as a new recording is because it counted as more of a cover now. And I think that was like the only way they could probably release it maybe. And Avril herself even did refer to it as a cover. So that's just my personal theory about why it was re-recorded, like why it's the only song that was completely re-recorded and not like there was no demo released. Because I think what a lot of people were expecting too is I think a lot of people thought maybe she was going to re-record the entire album, which I'm really glad she didn't do that because I think that this album is just so nostalgic and so special to a lot of people. And to like re-record it with her completely new voice, I think would have just honestly like ruined the magic of the songs for me. I think that part of the point of Let Go is that it's an album about a teenager. Like it's an album about a teenager written by a teenager. You can hear that she is a teenager on the album. And so to be recorded by an adult woman, I think it just would like ruin what the integrity of the whole album is about. And so I think that remastering and remixing the songs was probably the better way to go because I'm surprised they even did that actually. That's another thing I wasn't expecting. I thought it was just going to be the original 13 tracks with like the B-sides that we know already on it. So I was kind of like pleasantly surprised to see that they actually went to the trouble of like remastering the whole album and then putting on some songs that we weren't expecting, like the new version of Why and a re-recorded version of Breakaway and then the B-side of Makeup, which had never been released officially before. So as far as the other songs go, like why I think they were included. So I think if you notice most of the b-sides that were included were co-writes with the matrix the only ones that aren't are why which was written with peter zizzo i think because the song was already released before like in a different format technically his permission was already like given to release the song so maybe they didn't have to like necessarily ask his permission or maybe he just agreed to it and obviously the other song is breakaway which like i said because avril re-recorded it that counts as like a cover so i guess maybe if it's a cover they don't really have to get permission from the writers to release it maybe again I don't know any of this for sure this is just like my very limited understanding of how the music business works and just like kind of my own personal theories about like why these particular tracks were chosen so other than those two songs the rest of them are all Matrix co-writes and Lauren Christie is part of the Matrix like the Matrix is the songwriting team that helped Avril write songs like Complicated, Skater Boy, I'm With You and a bunch of other songs on the Leco album 
And Avril ended up reuniting with Lauren Christie many years later to co-write on Head Above Water. So I think her and Lauren are very supportive of each other. They're still on good terms. And so I think it was very easy to get permission to release those Matrix songs. And like I said, some of them were already released officially once before anyway. So it's like they've already given their permission once before to have them released. So maybe they don't have to have them like give permission again for them to be released. I think the other Matrix besides there are a bunch of other songs that the Matrix wrote that have never even been leaked. And so my theory on that is that maybe the reason why we didn't get a bunch of those other songs that we know of, like I did a whole episode about the B-sides and unreleased songs like way, way back. If you want to go and check out like a whole list of unreleased songs that we know of, like just based on titles that are like registered on Avril's like ASCAP page. So there are a bunch of songs listed on there that are Matrix co-writes that we have never even heard like a leaked version of. And so I think a lot of people hoped that we would get to hear some of those. And I think the reason why we didn't is because it's just possible there is no recording of it, which, you know, I'd be surprised because usually when you write a song, you record a demo just to have it like on tape what it sounds like so that like the label can hear it and decide if it's worth like putting it on the album and just like so that you have a record of like what it sounds like and stuff. So I'd be surprised if there isn't a recording, but it's possible that like there really isn't a recording of it at all for some reason. Or like I said, you know, Arista had to kind of dig back into their archive of stuff they have. Maybe it got lost in the archives or they like couldn't find it. It was terrible quality and couldn't be like salvaged in any way. Like I I don't know. That's just kind of, again, my own theory about why those B-sides in particular were not included. And then there is another B-side that they wrote together called Take Me Away, which was part of that like pack of songs that was leaked. And I think the reason why that one wasn't included is because she has an official song on Under My Skin called Take Me Away. And so I think having two different songs, especially on streaming, having two different songs called Take Me Away would really confuse people. And so, I mean, I guess they could have just retitled it to something else to avoid confusion. But that's just my theory as to why Take Me Away, the B-side, wasn't included here. So I am pleasantly surprised that the B-side makeup was included, though, because first of all, that's always been one of my favorite B-sides. And I'm really glad just to have like a version of it in high quality. And that one wasn't officially released up until now. So it is really interesting that out of all the B-sides from that album that were officially released, that we actually got one that was it was leaked, but it was never officially released. And like out of all the B-sides they could have chosen, like why that one was kind of interesting. But I'm, I'm not mad about it, honestly. I think another thing that people were hoping to see is that they thought that the B-side Let Go should have been included because obviously it's the title of the album. It's very weird that it never made the original record in the first place. And this would have been of all times to include it, like the perfect opportunity to include it. But again, I don't know actually who co-wrote that song. I know that Avril was listed as a writer, but I don't know who else is listed as a writer on it. So it's possible that the other writer maybe didn't give their permission or... Like, I don't know, they couldn't track down the original demo. Like, I'm not sure. I do think that is a little bit of an oversight. I do think that that would have been amazing to include like this long lost title track that was never on the album. I think that would have been really cool, like especially for like the general public who isn't as familiar with like the leaked B-sides and stuff as the hardcore fans are. Like I could see a lot of media headlines about that, like Avril like unearths this long lost title track from her debut album from 20 years ago. Like, I think that would have been so cool if they did do that. So yeah, it is a little disappointing that that didn't happen. But again, who knows the reasons behind that. I would like to talk a little bit about why, because like I said, there's two different versions of it. So like, which version do I prefer the full band version or the acoustic demo? So I'm really used to the acoustic demo. So when I heard the full band production, I was like really surprised at how country it sounds like. I mean, it's not surprising because she grew up listening to country music and that was kind of like what she had as a musical guide at the time. 
And why was like the first song that she wrote professionally, like with another producer and stuff. And so it kind of makes sense that it was leaning in that like country direction. And her voice sounds really, really young. Like I know she was really young at the time that she made that song. She was probably like 15 or something. So it's just kind of funny to me. Like, I think it's a cute song. Like it sounds a little like cheesy, like the production is kind of cheesy to me. And like her voice sounds so young. And what's actually interesting about this song, I forgot to say, is another fact that we learned about it recently is that Avril said in an interview that she initially wrote the song about being mad at her mom. And then it was the producer's idea to kind of change the lyrics a little bit and make it more about like a relationship and about like a breakup to kind of just make it more like universal, more grown up maybe. So I think it would have been interesting if we had gotten to hear like Avril's original version of the song about like the original lyrics about her mom and stuff, but that probably honestly doesn't exist. So anyway, so I think that the song, like the version that we have on this 20th anniversary edition, it's kind of like cheesy to me. Like I'm really surprised that a lot of people like it because I thought a lot of her fans don't really like country music, but a lot of people seem to really like it. I think it's okay. It's cute, but definitely like I can see why it didn't make the album. I think it just doesn't fit with the rest of Let Go. And it's like it's too country sounding. And I say that as somebody who likes country music, but I think it just doesn't really fit the Let Go vibe. Didn't fit whatever it was about at the time. And the production just seems like kind of corny to me. And like I said, her voice sounds really, really young as well. So I think if she was going to put it on the album, I think she would have probably had to like re-record it with her slightly like more mature vocals maybe. As far as like which version I prefer, I think I honestly prefer the acoustic demo just because it's so like raw and pure and natural. And that's what I always really loved about it. But I don't like mind the full band version. I think it's cool to have like both. But I think overall, I like the acoustic demo more. And then I think we also have to talk about Breakaway because there's like three different versions of it now. There's the original demo by Avril that was leaked in 2014. And then, of course, we have the newly recorded version in 2022. And then, of course, there's Kelly Clarkson's version. So it's like there's three different versions of the song. I've always liked Kelly Clarkson's version. It's never been my absolute like favorite song or anything. And I think I can see why Avril didn't want it for Let Go. Like it was too ballady. It didn't fit on Let Go. It wasn't like rock enough. The original demo, I honestly probably listened to it once when it leaked and then never again. I don't think I'll probably ever go back to it. And then the re-recorded version in 2022, like I said, at first it was a little jarring to get used to the fact that it was like a little bit faster and more rock than like the version that we're used to hearing from Kelly. But I think it actually is more like Avril's style. And once I listened to it a few times, I actually grew to like it a lot. So I think that between the two versions or between the three versions, I would put the demo at the bottom and then I'd probably say Kelly's version. Like her version is good. I don't know how often I'll like go back to it really. And then I would put Avril's like new 2022 version at the top. So now I'd like to just kind of talk overall about this 20th anniversary edition of the album and how it compares to the original. Like will I listen to the new version over the old? So like I said, the original album has always meant a great deal to me because it was like the first album I ever had as a kid. And I loved it so much. I listened to it probably every day when I was in elementary school and like wore out the CD booklet and all that, like memorized every single lyric. And like I said, when you're so young and you listen to an album like constantly, it just gets ingrained in your brain to the degree that like note for note, you have it memorized. And so like I just have so many memories attached to listening to this album. 
And so when I heard the remastered versions and I heard all those little changes that I talked about, even though there's such minor changes, I think it kind of just like ruins it a little bit for me, honestly. Like it's not that it's bad. And I think that it's probably a good introduction for people to Avril's music who maybe it's like it's something for the new generation, I think, like people who didn't grow up with Avril or who are new to her music or who maybe aren't as attached to the original, I think will enjoy it. I do think it's a good idea that they updated it a little bit. Even though, like I said in the beginning, it's not like in 2002 that the technology we had back then was terrible or anything. But, you know, I do think I understand why they kind of wanted to clean it up a little bit and like make it a little more rock, like how Avril probably originally envisioned it. So I kind of get the reasoning behind all of it. I don't think the changes were completely necessary. I don't think the changes necessarily add anything. I think if anything, the changes kind of take away some of the charm that the original album had. And that's kind of what I'm missing. Like, for example, like I said, in Complicated, they took out that little ad lib where she's like, I hate it. And it's like, oh, like I really missed that. So I think it's just a matter of personal preference. Honestly, like there's some people who say like, I will definitely listen to the new version because I like that it's heavier and it's like more clean and polished sounding. And then, of course, it has the addition of the bonus tracks at the end. So I think naturally people are going to kind of gravitate towards that version more. And I get that. I will definitely listen to the bonus tracks. But I think as far as the original 13 songs, I just vastly prefer the originals. It's nothing against John Feldman or his production. It's just like, I just, I'm not a fan of the changes that were made. And like I said, for me, it takes out the charm. It kind of just like takes out what I'm used to hearing. And I don't know, I kind of just don't know if it really made any positive difference for me. So my personal opinion is that I think I'll just always listen to the, like nothing will ever beat the original album for me. It's not only my favorite album from Avril, but it's my favorite album of all time. Like I just think the album is absolutely flawless. Like every single song from top to bottom is like perfection, like as near perfect to an album as it can get. And like for me, just nothing will ever top it. And no amount of like remastering and remixing can ever like it's already perfect to me. So it's like I don't think you can like improve upon what is already perfect in my eyes. So that's just my personal opinion. I'm sure that there's a lot of people who feel differently that are like, yes, I am going to listen to the new version. I think it's more so my attachment to the original more so than like the actual sound and changes that were made. It's just a nostalgic thing and a preference thing, I think. The other thing I was going to talk about is if I'll buy a CD if and when one is ever released. So interestingly, we know that a vinyl version is coming out in early 2023, but there's been no mention made of physical CDs. So I don't know if that means that there just aren't going to be any. I know that a lot of people are hoping that there will be a CD because a lot of us still do buy CDs and it's like a cool collector's item to have and stuff. But I feel like if there were going to be CDs, I feel like it would have been announced at the time of the album or like at least when the vinyls were announced, I feel like everything would have been announced together. So I'm kind of thinking that maybe it won't be put out on CD. Maybe they just think it's not going to sell well because vinyl is more popular than CD. Like if a CD were to come out, I'm not even sure. Initially, I didn't know if I was going to buy it, honestly, because if it's basically the same album, like I said, I don't care for the remastered tracks, so I would just be buying it for the bonus tracks. And it's basically the same album that I already own. I would probably never really listen to it. Honestly, like I don't know how often I'll go back to like this particular version of the album apart from the B-sides. So it's like I would be buying an album I'm basically never really going to listen to and I could easily listen to it on streaming. But I think I would just buy it to have in my collection more so than anything. And it's like even the cover is not really that different. It's just like a red cover, which I honestly think that they could have done better with the cover. Like I get why they didn't want to do too much to the original cover, but I feel like it would have been cooler if they had used like a different photo from the same shoot or something like that. Like just to make it more different. I think to me, like the red cover just doesn't really like do anything for me personally. 
I was kind of thinking I'd only buy the CD if maybe the booklet was going to have like unseen photos in it or some kind of like bonus content or if it came with like a DVD because we know she's working on some kind of documentary. If it came with like a bonus DVD of a documentary or something like that, I would for sure buy it. But at any rate, it doesn't seem like there's going to be CDs anyway. Like maybe the reason it's not being released on CD is because like it's just a reissue. So like why bother kind of thing? I'm not sure. At this current moment, we don't know if there are going to be CDs, but I feel like if there were, it would have probably been announced already. And then the last thing that I wanted to talk about is the merch that I bought. So they did release like a 20th anniversary edition line of merchandise that I think was kind of meant to be like a throwback to Avril's original Let Go era merchandise, which I was too young at the time, so I was never able to buy it. So I was really happy that I was able to kind of buy a couple of things. And it's not like they brought back old merchandise. It was kind of like redesigned based on the old merchandise, if that makes sense. I was really hoping that they would bring back that hoodie that she had from that time that was like, it was like her silhouette on the front and it said Avril on it. And it was like this big baggy like skater hoodie. I was really hoping that they would have brought that back, but I can kind of understand why they didn't because frankly, it probably just doesn't exist anymore. Like they don't have any old merchandise like laying around 20 years later. So I, I get the reasoning behind it. So I ended up buying two things. I bought the tracklist shirt. So on the front, it has this like old logo. It says Avril on the front with like stars. And that was like the old logo that was used on her tour merch originally. And on the back, it has all 13 tracks of Let Go like written on the back, which I thought was really cool because again, like I've said, this is my favorite album, not just of Avril's, but it's my favorite album of all time. And so I just thought like I have to have a t-shirt that's like commemorating my favorite album. And like this album that shaped me and influenced me so much as a kid, like I just thought that was like a really cool thing to have. And then I also bought the hoodie. So it says Avril on the front and it has like these red, like the iconic skater boy red stars all over it and stuff. So to me, that was like the closest thing to like the silhouette hoodie. I thought it was really cool that it had like the red star on it that we all know. It's like that's kind of like her symbol and like her logo and stuff. And so I thought it was really cool that it had the red stars all over it. So I guess before I kind of wrap this up, just to kind of give my overall thoughts on the anniversary edition of the album, I think it's really great that they did do an anniversary edition of the album. And it honestly exceeded my expectations of what we were going to get. Like, I wasn't really sure what I was thinking we were going to get. I guess I thought we'd just get the original 13 tracks and then like the few B-sides that were previously released or something, and that would be it. So I'm pleasantly surprised that they actually remastered the album. Regardless of my personal thoughts about the remastered editions and like whether I like them more than the originals or not, it's still cool that they did that. And also, like I said, it's kind of a reflection of like where Avril is at now musically by having John Feldman involved, but also I think it's more closer to like what she originally envisioned the album to be like. So it's kind of cool for her that she kind of got to go back and kind of redo it the way that she would have done it in the first place. And as far as the inclusion of the six B-sides go, like, yes, some of them we've already had from before, but I think like, for example, Get Over It, even though that song was released officially many, many years ago, it was never actually released on streaming. So that's great to have it, you know, for streaming. And then, for example, like Why, it's a completely different version. Breakaway, it's a completely like newly recorded version. And then having Makeup, which was never officially released. So it's just great to have kind of like cleaned up versions of these songs and like higher quality versions of the songs and to be able to have them on streaming and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, like I said, I think I still prefer the original album, but I'll definitely be revisiting the B-sides and bonus tracks, I think, very, very often. So with that, we wrap up this edition of the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can be the first to know when a new episode drops. And don't forget to leave a rating or review as well. 
We're currently streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Audible. Join me again next time on the Best Damn Avril Lavigne Podcast. The Best Damn Avril Lavigne Podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by Andrea DeFrancesco. Theme music is HD and Lights by J. Powell Flicks. Follow the latest podcast news on Instagram at Best Damn Avril Pod or email Best Damn Avril Pod at yahoo.com.